I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I don't know if you're feeling it, but I'm feeling it. It's getting nice out, baby. Spring is in the air. Sitting here with Francis, my man. How you doing, Francis? Spring has sprung like that song. I'm sprung. <laughs> Time to get me. Got me feeling like Those are the days. She was that Neo? Me, she got me doing the dishes. It's for, it's T-Pain. Everybody. It is. T, it was T-Pain's first hit. Big song, yeah. I was a you, did you watch the, the documentary that he was in? No. It's about him? Well, I think it's about auto-tune. Oh, I have not, no. But, you know, he had that massive hit. Yeah. And then apparently, and then he started having all of his hits with auto-tune. Mm-hmm. And first of all, he wasn't the first musician to sing with auto-tune. Cher actually did. Do you believe in love after oh, love? Oh, interesting. All of that was auto-tune. But he, in the documentary, he spends a long time trying to find the exact voice modification on his Pro Tools or his like own, yeah, you know, audio equipment that does it, and then he does finally find it, and he starts making these songs, becomes a massive hit, and then he's on an airplane with Usher, mm-hmm. a private jet, I think going to the Emmys or something like I don't know where, and Usher pulls him aside and he goes, "Hey man, I don't, I don't like, I hate to say this, but you kind of ruined music." <laughs> oh my god and like means it like bef- like way later or at the beginning when this first started? i think once c-pain had become a star okay, because okay. everyone started using auto-tune Crazy. and it meant that you didn't have to sing on key right and dude it's not a coincidence that most of the rappers are terrible live because they all auto-tune yeah and this is the thing too being a person who's used auto-tune in some of his songs <laughs> <laughs> in the past um there's a way to do it where you could like once you dial it to a certain level is when it's very very noticeable. To me, I'm 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 trying to remember the share song. Were there moments where it like sounded distorted like that? Yeah. Oh really? I need to listen to that song because I didn't notice it. But like you can push it past a level of like making it sound like this is auto tune versus making it sound like you can sing when you can't. Right. You know, which is crazy. Um. And and you know the sad thing for T Pain. Is that I've seen him? He did this great thing uh, with NPR. Oh, like the it's like there's something what's it called sessions. Again? Tiny desk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sings acoustic with just a keyboard player. And, and he's, he's amazing. Got a great voice. I know. I know. He's a really good singer. Yeah, there was a meme going around about that at one point too. That was like T Pain singing without auto tune, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's crazy though, dude. Mm-hmm. That Usher said that. He said him. it really affected him that he wondered had i have i ruined music somehow damn because that that usher was basically saying it doesn't you know anyone can become a singer now like you've opened up the floodgates of talentless people dude crazy Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. crazy what's going on talk well dude the ping pong match cats out of the bag ping pong what a what what a fun what a great day that what a day what a day that was a so yeah, go watch the video if you haven't watched it yet. Actually, yeah, if if you have enough time in your life, I don't know how you listen to the pod, if you do it on your way to work, whatever, however the hell you do it. If you have the time to pause 
and and watch the video and then come back and listen to the podcast after. We would recommend it because the match is so exciting. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Fl- f- totally agree. But anyway. So, so some reason, by the way, I was just I just w- went into La La Land for a second while you were talking, which <laughs> I never do. I never do with when you're talking. But I don't know why. I just started thinking about uh, January 6th and the Capitol riot. <laughs> I don't know why. What particular images came to your mind? Um, the the Viking guy, or like more specific stuff? I just just the you know how crazy that was. <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. Was that this year? No, it was a year ago. Had to have been. It wasn't January sixth of twenty twenty two. Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty one. Right. Okay. Um. Anyway. That was crazy. What a wild time that crazy. was, dude. That was crazy. Um, Start thinking about it. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. All right, so this ping pong match. Ping pong. There's a lot of there's a lot of things worthy of discussing here. First of all. I would like to commentate on the video itself mm-hmm. and how that came together. Mm-hmm. I really felt that the Ryan Francis play-by-play color thing worked very well. They both leaned into their respective roles, and it was very funny. Well, you know, we're friends, if not more. Lots and, of comedy. Uh, I think that that's, you know, there's that natural chemistry, if not longing, that, you know, lends itself to <laughs> interesting, uh, an interesting, almost like a ping-pong Type of dynamic, right, right? A little back and forth, yeah. A little back and forth ski. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, totally. You guys were very funny. The match was good. Brian showed up ready to rock with his brother. Um, yeah. So to give you guys the story, if you don't remember, this guy DM'd me. I, I forget exactly. He reminded me of this when he got there. I hadn't remembered. He had mentioned that he played ping pong, that he was good at ping pong, and apparently, I had sort of just been like, "Cool," and that was it. <laughs> and then he followed up with a wager. Oh, yes. So I showed up to like, it wasn't even a ping pong tournament. It was like a a happy hour drinks for my friend's master's program. And I showed up like prepared for ping pong and just like whooped everybody. Mm. But it wasn't cool because of how prepared I looked when everybody (laughs) else was like wearing button down shirts. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It kind of takes away from it when you're sort of like the rain man of ping pong, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know? So not that I am. I mean, I'm I'm good at ping pong, but I'm not like the greatest ping pong player ever. Anyway, the guy then heard that story, challenged me to a match. The challenge was, I get 500 bucks if I win. If he wins, he gets to come on the pod. Yep. Brought it up on the pod. It kind of got a lukewarm reception, I would say. Like, you guys were like, we're going to have this guy in the pod. It was like, okay, fair enough. We don't need to have him on for like an hour and a half. Like, we'll, we'll, he can come on for 10 minutes. I think my lukewarmness, my lukewarmth. Mm. <laughs> 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 lukewarmth. You're lukewarm. I think my lukewarm 
That's funny. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. No one says it's that. Very good. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. <laughs> my lukewarm. My lukewarm stemmed from my instant feeling that anyone willing to put five hundred dollars down on a ping pong game without knowing anything about your ability uh, was must must be very good. Right. I thought this guy was gonna be incredible. And, and 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 basically wipe the floor with that with you. No mm-hmm. offense. No, sorry. And then come on the podcast. So I knew that the the capability uh, the, the capability the possibility for that was there for sure. I think that it was more potentially obvious to him. I, I don't actually know. It, it's hard to say how if he knew like how good or not good I was. To me, I yeah, I was like, if this guy's above a certain level, this is going to be tough. But uh, you know, whatever. I wouldn't tell a stranger. A, a one-sided wager where i only stood right. to lose my, like the you know i was putting up five hundred dollars and they were not putting up the same amount of money or at least some mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. unless i was 100 percent certain i was going to win totally so there's other there's other important factors here one of them wit being it would be, it is the idea of coming on the podcast is cool you know what i mean sure so let's just say that that is something still agreed 500 bucks but we have come to find out that this guy does reasonably well as well. Yeah. I mean, I would even go so far as to say More that than reasonably if well. anyone is willing to pay us $500, they can just come on the podcast <laughs> for, for 10 minutes. Like, that's the rate. Okay. If you're willing, you know, that's your friggin' backstage pass, your right, special right. wristband at the, at the Yankees game if you want. So I, I think we've gathered that this guy is very successful. However, it's still a lot of money and like nobody wants to lose $500. Correct. I, from anybody that I know. You know what I mean? I'm sure there are people out there who are that rich or whatever. That's right. Whatever. So he shows up. Did I, did I miss anything? No. Okay. So he shows up. Um, you know, I was actually a little worried. Like kind of putting it together was a little bit of a clusterfuck, but we actually ended up figuring out a perfect scenario where we had a private room. Shout out to Spin, New York City. Uh, 23rd and Park, great place to play ping pong, awesome spot. They really hooked us up and took care of us. Um, it was a great place to do this little event. Uh, we showed up, we started warming up, and in the warm up, I was like, okay, this guy's probably good. I could tell, but sometimes when you're warming up, you can't really tell. Yeah, you're not bashing it. Not bashing other. yet. But when I saw him hit through a couple forehands, I was like, I'm potentially in trouble here. Yeah, and you mentioned that to me when I walked in. When Francis walked in, I mentioned that. Francis was like, told you. <laughs> yeah. essentially i just i just you know i looked at him and uh nothing nothing no offense to brian but he wasn't uh some you know i guess super jacked looking in shape god he he was no, no, which he, made me think he must be a ninja of ping pong okay but he he did not to, to clarify and you'll see this in the video he did not look he didn't look like super big and muscular but he didn't look not in shape no 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 correct i'm he looked saying in shape he didn't show up wearing you know authentic ping pong shoes right and right he did bring his own paddle which yeah which step in the right direction it just it made me even more more nervous yes, yes you know yes. it's like this is a person who's so so self-assured about his ping pong ability that he does he can he doesn't have to flaunt his peacock feathers just to intimidate his opponent does that make sense definitely definitely but but i mean so i didn't even think about any of that stuff i saw him whatever but like in, like you know i'm glad you got the full scouting report um no but i'm serious like you were you know i i sort of was just kind of like all right whatever 
saw him pull out his own paddle. I'm like, that could be a bad sign, but doesn't necessarily have to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> we start warming up and then we start playing. So I kind of notice a couple things and there's this, I have this serve that's like by no means like an incredible serve or anything, but if I know I'm going to beat somebody, I don't use it because it's not fun. Like I don't want them to miss returns. I mm -hmm. want to have rallies. I want to like do that. But if I think, oh, this guy is tough, I will start doing that serve. Mm -hmm. So I start doing it at the beginning of the game and I win a couple free points from it. I end up winning that first game. So we're playing best out of five games to 21. I win the first game, but he missed a bunch of those service returns. And I was like, if he starts to figure out how to return that serve, I'm going to be in trouble. He did. He won the next couple games pretty straight. Actually, sorry. He won the second game very easily. The third game was really close. Mm -hmm. I actually had match points in it. And then he won it. And then he went up big in the fourth game. And mm -hmm. that's where it got interesting. I go down 1911, game 21. Hill Dog walks in. Hill Dog, like a beaming light of hope. Like a, a woodland nymph. <laughs> I don't think she was walking. I think she glided across the floor. <laughs> as, she, as she glided, you could hear like the sort of calls of siren, the yeah. whole army of sirens. Birds carried oh. the train of her gown in their beaks. <laughs> so she shows up. Francis is telling her, he's like, you know, we're in big trouble here. Hillary seemed to not be that worried, which I think, which I really appreciate. I told Francis before, like this was Hillary's first opportunity to kind of support me in this kind of capacity in public. And I was worried that she'd be shy. She's, you say that she's certainly been to comedy shows. Yeah, hers. but it's it's different. Like this is sort of like, oh, like rooting, you know, like clapping. Yeah, let's yeah, go, yeah, let's yeah. go. Like we're at the comedy show. You just sit there, like whatever, laugh. And, and I can't tell what she's doing, you know. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking that she was going to be shy. I was fine with that. But then when she was like supporting me, I was thought it was really romantic. Ooh. <laughs> I found it really, I'm serious. I found it very romantic. Nice. Um, he starts missing a couple returns. I play a couple good points. It goes from 1911. I think I won 10 points in a row. That's right. 21-19. I don't know what happened. You know, he definitely got a little tight, I think. And, yeah. and it probably didn't help that I was over there <laughs> screaming. He's choking. He's choking. Yeah. Brian's totally. actually, it's actually happening. He's it really a, yeah. choking. It took a village. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, that without the stakes there and without a couple of those things happening, he probably could have hit one or two big shots and closed me out. I did play a couple tough points. He gave me a couple. He gave me a couple. And then before you know it, we're in the fifth. Fifth set. Fifth set. Stakes are high. Everybody's, you know, it's crazy. I think I go down 1915 in that one. That's right. And I believe the same thing happened. Then six points in a row and won it. 21-19 in the fifth. Yes. And you know what they say? There's no quit in Julio, but there is <laughs> log There's or log. ghoul maybe. <laughs> Either you can't spell Julio without we. Yeah. Or no, you can't spell quit without we. <laughs> yeah, that's ui. right. There is an OUI. Quit. We quit yes. without we. Yeah. Um, but dude, so then, yeah, he immediately grabbed the cash. I was like, I couldn't believe that I, I was able to pull it out. You know what I mean? I still felt like I got kind of lucky, but like wasn't going to give up, you know, try to fight for every point. And all it took was like a couple of, of points that I shouldn't have won that I won. And then he gave me a couple and that, that was it. So he gave me the money right away. I split it with the boys immediately, and then the what the leftover money we took to the bar, and we all hung out and ended up drinking quite a bit. We did have a lot to drink, which I was I really needed a day off. <laughs> but Julio's ping pong victory was so exhilarating that I I abandoned my sobriety and any prior notions I might have had about drying out that day, and 
we uh, we we had a couple Negronis. It was really fun. It was really fun seeing everybody with their utility uh, being used, like Chris gliding around with the cam, shooting it beautifully. Ryan being hilarious as the as the as the play by play guy. Francis being hilarious as the color commentator. Me out there on the field. Hill dog fucking sitting in the stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a really great afternoon, man. Awesome day. Victory for our comrade here. Uh, a, a very class act performance from Brian. Uh, you know, great and- guy. We're definitely going to play again, too. Like, he splits his time between New York and uh, I think Texas. And he'll be back. And I look forward to playing him with him again. Yeah. Super fun. Big victory for the pod. Big W. Team dub. Loved it. It's fun to it's fun to root for someone else, you know, and 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 be as invested in their performance as I almost have been in my own. You know, when I go to a professional sports game these days, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> right. But you know, to be personal, it's it it's as close as I'll get at this point in my life to rooting for a son of mine, my son, <laughs> right, right. on say. a field. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Because none of my other friends are doing anything like that so so dude i gotta tell you um these hangobi drinks oh the hangobi so honestly i was just excited to try them because of you know obviously the hangover the hangover i don't want to say cure mitigator the the hangover mitigation quality is something that i was very interested in exploring yeah and i gotta be honest dude uh i came for the hangover benefits and i stayed for the taste for the flavor i'm not even joking <laughs> we were talking to the guy conrad who started the company and he mentioned a couple things that i'm glad he did because it really has heightened my experience first of all he's like dude you could crush a whole case of these in a day and it will be fine it's not like a whole thing i drank three in a row the other day while I was editing. <laughs> yeah. three in a row and he's also like tried over ice yeah and guys tried over ice it is absolutely delicious i've been crushing the wakes i've moved on to the essentials mm. those are the only two that i've tried so far i'm excited to try the calm as yeah. well but they are delicious understated low calorie they promote general wellness we love this drink yeah and we think you should try it out yeah the wake has just a touch of caffeine from a green green tea so it's not that crazy jittery caffeine that you get in energy drinks or anything like that it's just a gentle kind of nice brain clearing touch of caffeine yeah uh it's really good conrad i i know conrad uh one of the best athletes i've ever met and so he just knows what he's doing here he's all about fitness and wellness and these drinks are the real deal. We do like them. They're so, they're really good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we got our first case like, I don't know, a week or so ago. And like, I'm already stressed out about them running out. <laughs> There's six times the beneficial ingredients from other competing brands, 50 to 60 calories. And they have tons of vitamins. They're amazing. Try them. Yeah. Angobi. Uh, go to angobi.com. Use promo code OOPS. Yeah, by the way, let, I'm, me, let me spell that really quick. Yeah, Hangobi yeah. is H-A-N-G-O-B-I dot com. Use promo code OOPS. I'm hung, which is O-O-P-S-I-M-H-U-N-G, no apostrophe, one word. OOPS, I'm hung, 10% off. Hangobi.com. Try them out. They're really good. Delicious. Hangobi. Get some. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> we very hyped cool. it up pretty well. Like I'm, re- I'm happy with the entire rollout of this event. I think that it was uh, it was fun. So. Agreed. Total victory. Very random. Yeah. Very fun. So, well, we were all very proud of you. I, you know, I I will think I will say that um, you were humble as ever in victory, which, you know, I I think it would have probably been my instinct as well, because he was such a nice guy and you'd just been handed money, mm. but um, you deserved it. 
Thank you. And, and you know, I, I don't want to take away from that, but I know how badly it feels to blow such a convincing lead like that. Yeah. I know how much it hurts. I really, truly do. I still think about matches that I lost where people are surely the guy who won isn't still thinking about it. Right. So I did not want to rub it in, you know, and I maybe took away from myself a little bit, but um, it was definitely his match to lose at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hung in there, you know, hope for the best and uh, got the W for the boys. But, but people always say that they always say, you know, uh, we didn't, we didn't like, they didn't win. We lost, you know, we get, it's like, well, the team that won, one still has to at least make a, a a certain level of performance. They have to rise. You know, you you could have lost. Totally, totally, totally. No, I know, and, and I but did not. You didn't. But my my point. So I mean it more specifically in that he was setting the tone for the points when he was making when he was hitting his big shots. He was winning the points. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of stopped doing that in those moments. Um, and that and I was able to kind of like hang in there you know what i mean yeah did did this um rouse within you some sort of competitive spirit to return to athletic competition not really no uh (laughs) um i love playing ping pong um it's sort of like low maintenance and you know like i tennis is like a thing where you kind of need to maintain it a little bit more so Uh i don't have the urge to go back to that and hillary at one point says in this video she says he's super competitive don't worry and I, I, it's funny, I don't actually think that I'm that competitive of a person. Unless there's like a very clear outcome to something, I'm not competitive at all. So like in ping pong, there will be a winner or a loser and that is it. When it comes to like multiple people vying for a position, I just do not become competitive in that. And professionally, I'm not competitive at all. Yeah, but I, I think that there are a lot of ways to measure competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time we assume that the person who is, you know, the most upset that they lost uh, or is screaming the most after each point is the most, or talking the most shit is the most competitive. But, I mean, there there's also this element of, like, you're down 1911 and you're just quiet and you go into this zone Mm. where you're not going to miss a shot and you haven't given up yet you've Mm -hmm. thrown in the towel right and you know that's that's could be a much higher level of competitive ferociousness than somebody who you know is yeah you might be screaming like fucking come on right right, 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 right. be better man (laughs) is smacking themselves in the head whatever no definitely Um, definitely i definitely agree with that um no you're right but no when it comes to that kind of stuff definitely i i like to be focused it's fun i love competing Mm -hmm. when it comes to that kind of stuff um but i just meant sort of like i feel like comedy can be very competitive and i don't feel competitive about it like i don't when when people get things I I feel like there's a way to sort of wish that you could be doing it too without like being competitive about it. Like I don't really know how to describe it. Well, like, that's I mean almost sort of envy or not like it's not longing even, maybe or just kind of like uh admiration. Yeah. Um and not being like oh, I need to have the best set. Oh, I need to do this or that because they did this or that. I, I don't know. Like I yeah. just, it doesn't hit me in that way because I feel like it's a it's a hard game to play. 
because it's just so hard to quantify. Yeah. Like you can't, someone could just be like, you didn't know you didn't win. And what are you going to say? There's no way for you to prove that you won. Yeah. You know what I mean, there's no scorecard. I don't know. So it makes me, I, I, I don't really know. But I, 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 the reason I'm bringing this up is we had mentioned this briefly the other day and then we sort of stopped talking about it in casual conversation. But the idea of like people competing with you and what that feels like. And sometimes it's like, it, bothers, it can get under my skin a little bit mm-hmm. when I feel somebody competing with me. Because it's like, I'm sitting there, I'm not involved in this competition. But you are b- building yourself up while like trying to like put me down. And there's something like really shitty about that dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have you ever mm-hmm. experienced that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, yes. But I find that when I see that happening, it, it does light the fire of competitiveness within me. And that's when I start uh, enjoying it sometimes Mm -hmm. because I know what I'm capable of Mm -hmm. and I often find that I was never the athlete who would talk shit to try to get into the minds of other players. Um, But I find that when people do that, it's typically a sign that they are nervous. Right. And you can therefore shut them up mm-hmm. pretty quickly right. by just running through them or something. Right, right. But I just mean, I, okay, so I mean in like, in in like a work setting, maybe, or just like in life, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I know to your point that that still applies where it's like, oh, this person just like doesn't feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. But like still, like just because you don't feel good about yourself, don't come here and try to like put the, like put your shit on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm fine, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not, can we not do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, you win. You, you're good. Good job. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too abstract about it. No, no, I, I get it. And we've talked about competitiveness before and mm-hmm. neither of us really like people who, you know, try to make everything competitive. Mm-hmm. Chris is putting on a mask right now. What's that? What's that about? Oh, oh, wow. wow. Huh? That's crazy. Chris is voluntarily wearing a mask right now. Over his chin. To prevent himself from itching his beard. <laughs> I, I'm i just sitting here switching, and I, I like fidgeting with things, and I forgot to bring like my fidget toys that I usually play with, and so I just pull on my beard, and then I get patchy beard, so ah. I wear this mask over my chin to stop myself from doing it. Yeah, nobody likes a patchy beard. No. Nobody. Gee, my good old Ethereum is chugging back to life. Love to see it. Love to see those uh, rising peaks on my beloved Coinbase account. Love it, love it, Coinbase, the app, absolutely gorgeous. Really, really lovely way to track the performance of your cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like how simple and clean the app is. Very easy to set up, very easy to get started. My dad uses it. Yeah. I think that should say everything you need to know. There you go. Um, I'm all all about this, uh, you know, crypto and NFTs and all this kind of stuff. Um, And I think that Coinbase is a great way uh, to get your feet wet. That's right. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Also really easy to do your taxes with it. Yeah. Which is, they provide which just the file. I downloaded that yep. and sent it over to the old accountant. Totally. And you can even uh, connect your, your TurboTax to it directly yeah. if you want to do it yourself, Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin 
when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash oops the podcast. Sign up at coinbase.com slash oops the podcast for $10 free Bitcoin. Offers for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash oops the podcast. Well, speaking of fidgeting, do you remember we were at drinks with Raina and Ashley? And that I, we were sitting outside on a sort of bench or something. Oh, yeah. That was surrounded by tiny, tiny little pebbles. Oh, this is great. The nice, smooth, round pebbles. Dude. I love little pebbles. (laughs) I love pebbles. I mean, come on. Is there anything better to have in your hands than a big pile of smooth, round pebbles? (laughs) You know, they're they're sort of, I don't know what they're, they're they're smaller than marbles, certainly, um, but bigger than nerds. Somewhere in between, <laughs> probably halfway between a nerd and a marble. Yeah, yeah, just about. That, that's a pretty good small pebbles. That's pretty good, and you can because you can pick up, you could scoop up a handful of them, and you might have eighty-five pebbles in your hand. Dude, you really nailed the size comparison. I think. Yeah. The more I think about it, it's incredible. So those are the size of the pebbles, which is a nice way to decorate an outdoor space. Agreed. Because when you step or when you someone's coming towards you, you hear that. <laughs> that gravelly oh, oh here comes so and so I can't that's not quite it but you guys know what I mean yeah I, again I, I'd have to practice it it's ridiculous it's insane you know what I mean you guys know the sound of someone walking on pebbles that are halfway between a nerd and a marble so you i'm i start scooping these up and i'm i'm just flicking them out of the side of my hand as we're talking and and the the movement and the tactile pleasure of feeling these smooth pebbles between my fingers and the weight from my left hand of them getting less and less as i as i throw them back into the pebble pool uh is joyful to me i don't know why and it helps me think it helps me sort through my thoughts as i'm moving Right, I don't know why, and and Raina commented on it, and she was like, "What are you doing? This is distracting." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "It helps me." But then she went inside to get another drink, and I thought, "Okay, we can turn this. We can we can we can crank this pebble. Yeah. These, we can utilize these pebbles even even more." And you then didn't, I, you didn't tell me what you were doing either. Yeah, I, I set up an empty. We had these to go cups, these plastic cups that had held our beers, and I set one up. About six six feet away. Yeah, like over the so if we if you're sitting at like an outdoor table, low table, he put it beyond the table. So we were sitting in the seats uh, on the other side of the table, and he put the cup on the other side. Of That's the table. right, sort of a, a couch, then a table upon which to set your drinks, and then beyond that, I put the cup and I stuck it into the pebbles, and then sort of uh, pushed some pebbles around it to create a, a base, right? Because again. These pebbles were big enough. I learned that if you threw the pebbles into the cup and it wasn't supported by the by pushing the pebbles around it, it would tip over. Oh, right. Which is yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, yeah, a couple yes. times. And I said, okay, I'm going to have to fix this. And this is the beauty of little pebbles, dude. Yeah. They can be shaped. So then I, then I went up and I, I set the pebble properly and cemented it. I anchored it. And then I started throwing these little pebbles at it. And then Julius finally... Julio said, hey, that looks fun. And he finally came around. Julio over here, too cool for Schoolio, sitting there having nice conversations at the old Dumbo house, 
uh, being all cool. And <laughs> and then finally, Randall went in, and it was only when I started the game that he said, that looks fun, let's do it. And then, of course, we had rules. Yeah. And it was first to achieve five pebbles in the cup. Five pebbles in the cup, win by two. And uh, just like, almost as a precursor. No, not win by two. If you, make, two. if you make it, I get a rebuttal chance. That's right. Yeah. But just like his ping pong match, he went up four to two. Yeah. And could not shut the door. I couldn't. Yeah. Well, Francis, like, Brian. I'm pretty, Francis, you may have, if you didn't stroke three in a row, you either made, you made three out of four. Yeah. You started just nailing him in the fourth quarter. I had the tiger. Mm -hmm. Yep. Went up five, four. And then I missed on the final shot and Francis took the W. Yeah. So these are the kinds of things, you know, that you can do. (laughs) Yeah. And I was very much involved in that competition. I was trying my best to win. You know, we played our best. We did it. We did everything. We left it all out in the field. And today just wasn't our day. I wonder who else out there likes to have pebbles in their hand. I know there's somebody. It's a big joy of mine. Well, dude, it's like beads with like, yeah. you know, like Arabic people like having the like beads or whatever, like meet middle Prayer Eastern people. Prayer beads. Yeah. They just like always fidget them with them. It's nice to like fidget. I think that I could be wrong here, but I think that a lot of, uh, of uh, Muslims have prayer beads which helps them count their prayers but i could be wrong because i know that's true of rosary beads too and i don't want to mix faiths here okay we got to do it we got to do a ryan's fact check this as we speak i don't know if that's what the prayer beads are for i i do recall in season one of homeland they have sergeant brody on tape and uh am i right Oh yeah, what a crazy in Islam too. Yeah, and also okay, and also in Catholicism or Christianity with prayer beads, the rosary beads rather. Um, crazy. Have you seen that. season one of Homeland? I have. Remember that scene? It's a where little they... bit of a spoiler, right? Well, it's like it's been... episode two. Okay, season okay. one. Yeah, some very early on, they, they they catch him fidgeting with his hands on tape. Yeah, and the and what's her name? Claire Danes. Yes, Claire Danes. Uh, thinks that he's signaling to somebody, but he's just fidgeting because he right. is used to holding the prayer beads. And that's when they find out that he's that he's converted to Islam. Yeah. yeah. So, question: What's her name in the show again? It's like some. Like, it's like an iconic name. Claire Danes in Homeland. Carrie ah, Matheson. Carrie Matheson. Well done. Carrie Matheson. Julio. This yes. morning I made Sierra. I got up really early. Because I've been just so excited mm-hmm. lately, I have so much going on that I can't stay. I can't sleep past six in the morning. You wake up with happy excitement, uh, a little Anxious bit of stress, jitters. but just like almost this feeling that I need to start immediately. Mm-hmm. I need to start being awake again, mm-hmm. uh, as really if I'm feel. running out of time by being asleep, <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. But that's what you're, my body's you're not wrong. doing right now. <laughs> you're not wrong. And it was a very quiet morning in the apartment mm. and I and Sierra continued to sleep and so I thought my god what a what a nice thing it would be for me to make her a delicious cup of her favorite coffee which is the Brooklyn roasting mm. you know oh, yeah. and her coffee's pretty complicated i mean how does she take it she does a double shot of the oops beans blend from our really nice coffee maker mm-hmm. so two shots of that then she Needs the milk, her oat milk heated to 160 degrees, which is hotter than the standard wow. temperature thing. That's crazy. She likes it piping hot. Yeah. Then she does a scoop of collagen peptides. 
Okay. A little scoop of ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. And a little bit of sugar. Nice. And it all needs to be stirred up and then put in a mug or something that keeps it hot. It's like a science really experiment. Dude. Well, it takes a long time, which yeah. is why I really don't do it very often. <laughs> and so it's only when I'm feeling deeply, deeply in love with her that I do make her her coffee, which is how I felt this morning. And you hand over that cup of Brooklyn roasting to the person you love as they're stirring the, it, you know, it's the first thing they have when they wake up before they even reach their phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I feel like I could have done anything to yeah. her sexually. I she would have <laughs> let me treat her body like a sushi board. You know what I mean? I mean, we're talking omakase. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Say so. Um, I think if you want to make someone feel your love for them. Make them some Brooklyn roasting. Get the coffee. It's first super romantic. Dude, I don't know if anybody's ever actually gone out and said this. We've been beating around the bush for months now. But coffee true coffee preparation can truly be an aphrodisiac. Sure is. Both by the placement of the beans themselves, the preparation, the love that you put into making that cup. Yeah. You bring it to the one you love or to a person that you're trying to impress. Yeah. It's almost the equivalent of like in in uh, planet Earth when they show the birds dancing before they're trying to mate. Right. For humans, part of our mating dance could, in fact, be beans. It's spot on. I mean, handing someone who is struggling to shake the cobwebs of sleep from their brain just as they're waking up, a cup of Brooklyn roasting is like handing a, a, a parched, struggling marathoner a clean glass of cold water. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the yeah. same. Uh, it's a lifesaver. So go to brooklynroasting.com, use promo code OOPSBEANS, check out our specific blend there the oops blend we love our coffee we love brooklyn roasting get some today and enjoy it and give it to someone you love francis pulled a fucking move and a half at dumbo house that i would like to talk about Uh oh we're in the elevator oh this is good (laughs) and i looked at him i was like you motherfucker so we're in the elevator we're talking and there's like probably four women in the elevator and then Francis and myself. And I'm like pinned against the door of the elevator, essentially. Not pinned, but like I'm facing Francis. My back is toward the elevator door. I'm the closest person to the elevator door. And there might have been somebody equally close. The door opens. I immediately get out. Francis sits and waits and lets the remaining people not, in the elevator. Not only do I do that, I gave them the, he gave them the upward facing palm pointing down you. arm. After you, my ladies. Uh, yeah, yes. And I looked at him and I was like, you dog. And then the, the women found it funny. Yeah. And they were like, haha. Like, Nothing like, better than letting your buddy go out like the misogynist that he is. <laughs> and then you sort of recede back to the back wall to make room for the ladies to leave the elevator first. It, 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 it really... Uh, it, 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 it makes your act of... Um, Chivalry. Chivalry even more pronounced. Yeah, dude. I was fucking not happy about but, that. Dude, you you left out a very key element of this, which is <laughs> we had had a conversation moments before about how three times, or no, we had it after, where three times in the last 20 to 30 minutes of that day, you had let me go before you. You had held. Oh, right, right. You had right, held right. three doors for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one was like le- the elevator of our apartment. 
And then when we got to the Dumbo house, you opened the door for me and said, like, after you go ahead. And then on the on the absolute heels of your acts of, you know, politeness, I threw you under the bus. Oh, yeah. You took it. Yeah. You took all the marbles back. Yeah. Um, That was really funny and good. And it's so it brings up an interesting point. So I've gone back and forth with acknowledging that rule in different uh, varying capacities. So I, at one point I was kind of like aware of it, whatever. Then at one point I was extreme and I would do, I'm, what you did was not extreme, by the way, you were in the back of the elevator. You could say it would have been ex- potentially, maybe this isn't extreme. I would say that maybe it would be a little extreme if I were to have made a point to let everybody leave before my, me when I was where I was in the elevator, mm-hmm. in a crowded elevator. However, wouldn't make it wrong, just the way that you would do it. And you could argue that the way that I did it was wrong by, by exiting first. Hillary has told me since we've started dating that it bothers her if there's a if there's an elevator that's super crowded and like there's a guy standing in front of the door and he will like move out of the way inconveniently to make sure that she can get out first. Yeah. yeah. And and that that is not at odds with what either of us did. Um I easily could have stepped out of the way, but that has put it into my brain that what I did was an acceptable move and I'm yeah, not questioning that. I think it's a, a custom that is probably dying out Mm -hmm. i think that uh it's just another one of those vestiges of a different time of of gender inequality you know Mm -hmm. where where there were you know acts of chivalry that some people still look back on fondly but if we're honest it's like why why can't a man why why does a man have to let a woman get out of the elevator first Right, right, right. You know, is it something about there? There's a, a power dynamic there mm-hmm. that you know is probably toxic in some way. <laughs> I don't. It, but know. But it extends. So the reason why I think it's not bad, and I, I don't mind it, it extends to seniority. Have you noticed that if you're in the elevator with an older guy, he'll always let you go first, and you're just you should just accept that. Have I was not? gonna say if there's a really old person in the elevator, a man, I'm gonna let him go first. Okay, if he's really old, maybe it makes it a little different. Say the guy's like 60, and you are you, and you say go, and he goes, no, no, please, you go. If yeah. you were to then be like, no, 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 you go, you're officially now just making it weird. If there's a 60-year-old man, I'm not, I'm not thinking too much about the who's going first. Fine, but like I, def- I defer to, to his upward-facing palm. <laughs> got it, got it. Well, you know, it, it, is a, it is a fascinating... Have you ever gotten called out for it? For what? Not letting somebody out first? Yeah. Never. No. I still remember to this day, I was with five of my buddies. We were in an elevator. We were in college. And we we were riding the elevator down. And a woman was on the elevator with us. She must have been in her 50s or early 60s. And we were all in front of her. But she had gotten on first. And so there's six of us. And... The door's open. One of my buddies starts to walk out. She grabbed his shoulder and she goes, no, you wait for me and walked out. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I don't get it, though. I don't really get it. I mean, there are certain things I do get, right? I get the Titanic women and children first in the life rafts Mm -hmm. i sort of i do get that um there's this like 
gallantness that men are supposed to sacrifice themselves or you know make sure that the women I, I don't know there's there's definitely a power dynamic there too but just in terms of shit that's like based purely on respect that doesn't there's no you know you're talking about a difference of one second in your mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. you know if if she gets out ahead of you or you go out ahead of her and why do we still do it why do yeah why do men let women out it, it's respect but do women expect it still are they do they like it when a man does that i i don't know yeah that yeah. seems like one that could be done away with that wouldn't really impact society for worse or for better in any way yeah no i agree i agree but yeah i don't know i think that there's innocent chivalry and like yes i know, agree it doesn't and, have to and, be a big deal but i i I, I won't I, lie. I understand what you're saying. It does make me feel good. Yeah. Right. When I give the upward palm, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, and by the way, I don't think I've ever in my life been on an elevator with women, let them go first without giving them the upward palm. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, how you, else would if, you even do that? You just stand you in the back. You do the Zorro downward palm? Stand in the, well, if you just like stand in the back and don't motion, just wait. Oh right! I like, need to need make a to show gesture. of it. I need the flourish. That's my abracadabra. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Which is showy. There is that is me asking for a reward. I don't necessarily know. You're just directing traffic, brother. Mm, they know where to go. They're not cattle. I'm not a. I'm not a <laughs> collie. You know. <laughs> they know where to go. There's one way. That's funny. But I, if. If I give the upward palm, there you go, the sweeping upward palm, then I often get back like a a, a, a sort of a twinkle mm. in the eye. Right. Oh, <laughs> here's an old fashioned man. Yeah, yeah. Chivalry is not dead. Yeah, right. And that's hey, it's a it thing. Warms you. Yeah, people. It's not. It's not in right now. But it yeah. doesn't mean people don't like it. Being involved in politeness and in, in all forms is nice. I find. You could argue almost too that. I mean, this is ridiculous, but you could argue that other vestiges of chivalry, a man paying for a woman on a first date, you know, you could almost trace that to like, okay, well, there's there's a wage gap and there's wage inequality between genders. And so therefore, you know, a man, I don't know, something fucked up, like an apology for all that. Mm, right. I don't know. But again, that's not the, the- elevator one. I don't get. I mean, you don't think anyone's paying from the first date because they're <laughs> making amends for the wage gap. No, I don't. I agree. <laughs> I don't think that's on anyone's mind. But there might be something there, like on a deeper level, I'm sure. Well, know? subconsciously, I'm sure a lot of guys say, I'm going to pay for this because I probably make more money than Right. Her. Like just the way, the fact, like that sort of comes with these like roles that we've which is inherently sexist. Right, right. And this is where you start to get uh, extreme cases, which I want to see more of, mm-hmm. where I would love to be in an elevator, offer the upward palm after you, and have a woman be mad at me for it. <laughs> I'd love that. Right. I'd love it if a woman said, what do you think I can't right exit the elevator After of my you? own accord when am i when i choose you think just because i'm a woman that i need to get out of here first oh i don't know i hope that doesn't happen or if i'm holding a door for you know i can hold the door for myself what are you doing 
I got to be honest. The chances are you may live in one of the more likely places for that to potentially happen on Earth. Yeah, I want chivalry to backfire. It could backfire. happen in Brooklyn. I want to see it. I want to see it thrown against me and have me be branded a toxic cis a male as a result. Yeah, because then if that happened, it would be the end of it forever for me. Oh, then you would just strike back against. Women. And I well then, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go that far. But then I would just. <laughs> I would just say they don't want this anymore. Right, right. They don't want this anymore. It's over. They've chosen. A woman told me. Right. They've chosen that it's over. It's done. Imagine if from then on, as the as you're on like floor three or two, you now are like, hey, I just would like to offer you the opportunity to exit the elevator first. I've been scolded for this in the past by your by your kind. That's what you would do? <laughs> no, but that's, that's what, what you, you would do. do? That's you, what you would do. still give them the option? I would say this. I'm getting out first because one of your kind told me not to. You're welcome. <laughs> told me not to let you go first. You did this. Uh, that's what's happening. If it were up to me, I would still honor the age-old traditions. But as it were, we live in a different time. Personally, I don't get it. I'm getting the fuck out of the elevator. She'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> Dude. But she'd be like, don't let one bad apple ruin it for the rest of us ripe ones. And you'd be like, You okay. think she would say that? She might. And I would say... Uh, You'd be like, I'm engaged, miss. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, lady? You're old for me. But but with this would go a lot of things. It's, it's only going to take one domino to fall. And once I get yelled at for holding one elevator, I will no longer fetch overhead luggage for women on airplanes. And... um. I mean, it's all it's all over. It's so toast. Please, this, this is the thing about this. You are kidding right now, and you will absolutely continue to do all those things. I know, I know. And I want to make sure that everybody listening knows that. Ah, it's more fun because they, I don't want don't Francis to. I don't want Francis. I because I know that there are people here who will take what he just said seriously, and I don't want him to you do know, that to himself. If, if this is what <laughs> I got recanceled for. No, no. I would celebrate it. I didn't. Even, no, 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 no. I didn't even. I wasn't even looking out for you in a in a in a canceling way. That's not cancelable. But I'm looking out for you in a. I don't even know. It's like you're but, offering my services as a bag fetch. Correct. And which I don't appreciate. Feel free. And if you don't These like this, we can are cut for this. Me, not for anyone this. else. There are snakes on the plane. We can <laughs> cut. We can cut my unsolicited apology for Francis if you guys want to. Uh, no, no, leave it. If you want to fucking uh, go down with that one, leave it. But not to say that you would go down with it. But dude, I know you. I know that all you would do is bitch to us about it and continue to be the most chivalrous person on earth, dude. I don't know about you, uh, but aging sucks, <laughs> and it's a thing you kind of become aware of as you start to get a little older. You know, what I mean, not saying mm-hmm. that we're old, and I'm sure that. In 20 years, we'll be laughing that we're even having this conversation. Uh, But, you know, it is a real thing. And I think doing anything you can to try to have a healthy lifestyle and to support healthy aging is a nice thing. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, And what do you got for me? So I was going to say, one of the root causes of aging uh, that targets all the cells in your body um, has to do with NAD, which Mm. is an essential molecule found in all living cells. And as you age, it declines rapidly. Um, as much as 50% due to all sorts of stuff, stress, lack of sleep, sun exposure. Uh, so that's why since taking true Nigen, uh, I've felt pretty good knowing that my cells are being taken care of, uh, by a brand that's completely backed by science. Uh, right now, new customers can save 20% on their first purchase by going to true slash oops. 
Use code OOPS. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N dot com slash OOPS. Code OOPS. Save 20% on your first purchase. TrueNigen dot com slash OOPS. Code OOPS. These statements have not been evaluated by... I tried to do it fast, like the mm-hmm. thing, and I, I and I was not unable to. <laughs> I hope you guys at least appreciate that effort. Uh, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The other one I was going to remove <laughs> is no more jars are can be. I'm not opening any more jars, which basically means <laughs> women can no longer eat non-perishable foods. You've removed an entire food group because for whatever reason, none of you have any forearm strength. I don't know if it's grip strength, whatever it is. Have you ever seen a woman like having <laughs> left to her own devices to so open funny. a jar of salsa? Dude, and I, so one time funny. I walked in on Sierra and she was like boiling it in a fucking pot of water to loosen it. I was like, this is what it's come to? You're telling me that if we underwent some sort of nuclear apocalypse where the only type of food that we could scrounge for were were, were canned goods, you'd be d- dead <laughs> no instantly. For you. Instantly. Dude, that is funny. I can't tell you the amount of times where how easily I've opened something like that. Yeah. That Hill Dog or whoever had no chance of What opening. do you stock a bomb shelter with if... If, if it's an all-female bomb yeah. shelter. That's funny. Oh. Dude, that's great. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Dude, I guarantee this is the other thing that's funny about this now. As many people, I bet that more people will be upset at me for making the disclaimer about Francis kidding than the people who would have taken Francis seriously. It would have been like, you're a pussy or something. Someone would have said something like, someone, I will get that message. I think we, it, it, you know, frankly, given how open we've been about how we actually feel about this stuff i don't think we're going to get much backlash but i could see no i do i don't think so either yeah i i could see i could see there being issues across the board yeah i could see you know what i mean my yeah i I don't think anything will be a major issue people mad at you people mad at me people mad at you for being apologetic on my behalf so but dude there's, there's no way for people to know though how much of a gentleman you actually are and i i have seen it in action. You really are a gentleman. Yeah, well, I thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And I don't know? think there's anything wrong with being I a gentleman. I can't get away from how I was raised, unfortunately. <laughs> but take. I do find that it's fun when you are someone who has a public persona uh, for people to not know the truth of you. Uh, I don't need Yeah, but everyone. what if the truth of you is good and they think it's not? That, that, I mean, this, this is not even using this as an example. In general, generally speaking, the idea of the the people thinking something about me that is negative, and if it were to be true, they would be right. The idea of that bothers me a lot. Me being misrepresented. I think just for me. I think I got to a point where so many people made assumptions about who I was uh, that I couldn't change it, mm, and then fair, fair. I you just give up. And you just don't let you can't let it affect you, mm-hmm. and then you kind of lean in sometimes, and and it's fun to sort of push them further into their false assumptions. Fair, completely fair. You know, uh-huh. um, but then the flip side is that it's very fun to hear people be surprised. Right, they're like, I thought I would hate him based on the fact that he does this or wrote this or made this joke that i read i always hated you and then i met him and he's actually a really s- sweet guy dude yeah no that, that, that must be a fun phenomenon that you experience it's fun it's yeah. fun and not even dude not even based on 
So what I, what I took from that is like people, you know, look at you and they make assumptions, right? So it doesn't matter what your, your point is. It doesn't matter what you're going to say. They're going to think what they're going to think. Mm-hmm. Right. So then it's fun to be like, oh, okay, you think I'm like that? I'm going to fucking lean into it and make you even more annoyed because you're annoying me to begin with, with us making assumptions about me or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But then to your point, you get to turn it every time when you have wonderful interpersonal skills and people are like, man, this guy's a great guy. Yeah. The flip side of this <laughs> is that a lot of the time I'll meet somebody, you know, in person at a bar or whatever, somebody who knows some of the work I've put out and they'll, I often get the, the comment, you know, I, I really hated you at first. <laughs> uh, but then like, I liked this or this grew on me. And then they think they're they think they're complimenting you, right? And I was just going to ask that must like feel weird to hear. Well, it instantly <laughs> it instantly makes them me think that they're stupid mm. because they bought into they subscribed to a character and they 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 they, they thought they knew me based on sh- tweets mm-hmm. or I'm a comedian like. Right. It, it, it's it's not far off from me saying you know i i really hated you christian bale at first right. because you played some villain in a movie right, right, right but then i saw you play this batman and i liked you right, again right and, and you're to, welcome that i changed my mind about you like your twitter is so clearly like a, a character that like it would be crazy yeah, i agree with you it would be crazy to be like thinking that you're taking those at face value right you know, unfortunately, mo- most of this came from my time at Barstool. I just think, right. you know, people made a lot of assumptions and they and they dig into your your shit. family realities and, and then just assume they hate you because who the hell knows why. But, uh, you know, you, you kind of meet these people, they say what they have to say, and then they assume that because they've made this effort to change their minds about you, that you're willing to embrace them as a friend. Mm-hmm. But as soon as somebody tells me that, I will continue to be nice to them and I play the game, but it's secretly I fucking hate them. <laughs> I I think that I'm like this fuck this person. <laughs> you are an ant. Your brain was sold down the river on a a totally exaggerated version that is not even close to who I am. Mm-hmm. You don't, you've never met me before, and you made complete decisions about the type of person I was based on something you saw on, on, on a website or on the internet or whatever that you knew, you know, is entertainment. Right. Totally. You're dumb. You're a dumb person. <laughs> and I have nothing in common with you, and I want to exit this conversation as quickly as possible in a polite way mm. where you will continue to be a fan. I'm not going to turn you back against me, <laughs> but I will not talk to you anymore. Mm, fair. That's what's going on in my head. Yeah, I get it. Does that sound like, do I sound like an asshole, Chris? I mean, the only. Which <laughs> is fine, but it's just like, you know, like <laughs> anybody who said that to you. Listen, <laughs> listen. This is this is the issue. Anyone who comes up and is like, "Love your work, you're great." I'm 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 so I'm, I'm I like those people, obviously, and I will hang out 
get to know them as equals. But fundamentally, I just know that I have never watched a movie or listened to a podcast or read someone's Twitter jokes or a blog or seen some stand-up comedians act where I've made decisions about the type of person I thought they were. Mm-hmm. You know, even even Nate Bargatze, his, a lot of his act is, uh, I'm stupid, right? He's like, I don't know that. I don't know anything about that. He says that a lot. And yet, he's a brilliant comedian. So I know that Nate Bargatze is a lot smarter than he's letting on. And if for some reason, stupidity were a character trait that I hated, and I saw Nate Bargatze at a bar, I hope that I would have the intelligence to not go up to him and say, you know, I used to hate you because of how, how you said you were stupid on stage. But then I saw you do this joke about math. And I came around. Right, right, right. Like, that, what, what are you talking about? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I did jokes about being a douchebag. I wrote a blog at, bar, at Harvard. One, one of my favorite blogs, excuse me, not Harvard. One of my favorite bar, blogs at Barcelona <laughs> that I ever wrote was a long blog defending the guy in the scene from Goodwill Hunting, the ponytail oh, the Harvard grad guy, saying he won the argument against Will, against Matt Damon. Because Matt Damon threatens to beat him up in the street. And whenever you're having an intellectual argument or any kind of argument with someone, whoever threatens violence has lost. Right? That's a brute. And I wrote this blog, and it made a lot of people mad. Because a lot of people love that character of goodwill hunting. And they say, oh, this is the common man. Here's this Boston townie who stayed true to his roots, wanted to continue working on the construction site with Ben Affleck. and raising their kids and going to little league games, even though he was a, a, a prodigy and this gifted wonder kind. And it was only when the, you know, his friends forced him to go seek his, his potential that he reluctantly left. Um, and so they're mad that I have poked a hole in this preposterous character from a movie. It's like, oh, you're just reciting God and fucking wood? Yeah, yeah. And everyone <laughs> loves that scene. A lot of people have watched that scene on YouTube many times. Yeah, it's a good I've scene. I've watched it's it many times. It's a good scene. So people assume that I am a douchebag from Harvard. The truth is, I don't give a fuck about the characters in that scene. I don't dislike Matt Damon or like Matt Damon as a person more. I have nothing against the guy with the ponytail, the actor, whoever he was who played him. You know, I, I know that they're just playing characters in the same way that anyone knows me writing that blog. I'm a comedian writing for a comedy website. I don't really believe that just because this guy went to Harvard and Matt Damon threatened violence that he won the argument. Mm-hmm. And yet you meet people who cannot see beyond their own first impressions or very basic reading or understanding of what you know and when they when they i don't mind it unless they come at me personally in public and say mean things to me at which point i'm like all right i don't respect you anymore it's fair it's fair does that make sense yeah it sound like a huge asshole makes sense yeah it makes sense listen i the, the other thing too it's like you know Make, like that exercise is of course going to make people uh, like annoyed. You yeah. know what I mean, people I'm are going to get annoyed. The bear that. a little. I However, get that. 
However, does it warrant coming up to you and telling you you're a dick or that they assumed you were really like that? Definitely not. Okay, do one more thing. This is this is something that happened this morning. And Chris, I want you to know, first and foremost, I'm not talking about you. This coincidentally happened. This is coincidentally not about you. Because uh-huh. Chris and I were talking about gear this morning. Uh, and this is not about Chris. Talking about what? Gear. Like oh, yeah. camera gear and stuff. So um, a friend of mine who I've shot a bunch of stuff with uh, texted me. And he goes, do you have the mics? Do you have the mics? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, yeah. Now I'm thinking about why he would ask it that way. I'm like, oh, it's because it was at his house before. And any of the gear that some of the gear that I've bought, I will never use because I use it only when I work with him. So I let him keep it at his house. I'm like, use it however you want, whatever. Some of the stuff we split, not much of it, but some. And I forget which things specifically, but I'm almost positive it was not the mics. I'm almost almost 100% sure that I paid for the mics. So I say, yeah. He goes, any chance I could grab? So I'm like, that sounds like a guy who owns something talking. Right? Wait, wait, wait. Am I losing you? I mean, a little, but I think I can get there. So are you saying, <laughs> he said, do you have the mics? You said, yeah. And he said, any chance I could grab instead of in any chance I could borrow. Or like they were in his house before. I bought them. They were at his house when I needed them because I was doing VO for my stuff, which is almost done, by the way. Um, I took them back. And I've just had them ever since. And I've actually been using them a little bit. They're great. They're a great utility to have. We use them for the ping pong yeah. stretch. So again, I, I think if he doesn't own them and he knows that he's talking to you, he would say, could I borrow them? That's what I was thinking too. Right. So he's talking in a way as if he thinks that we either split them, he bought them. Maybe he doesn't remember. He's like a little aloof. And there's also a chance it's just text semantics. Exactly. So the truth is, Chris is using them uh, this weekend. Then next week, I need to use them again. And then the following weekend, I'm using them again, too. And then, so I said, th- I said this, they're being used for a couple of weeks, but if you need to borrow after April 2nd, you can for sure. And he said, okay, all good. Over. But now I'm like, do I need to like look in my Venmo history to make sure that, because uh, that's, not, that's not appropriate if he owns those with me. Agreed. <laughs> so, so. You look, don't remember. I'm, I, I remember with almost complete certainty and I would be the one to remember it more than him, maybe, yeah. personality type-wise. Um, however, now I'm doubting it, and I'm wondering if I should just double-check with him. Because I don't want there to be... Well, first of all, I can check. I can literally check. I'll look him up right now on Venmo, right? Well, There'll be... You see the history. This would only tell you if you had split them, correct? Right. You, do, is that, you, you either suspect that you split them... Or you know that you bought them yourself. There's no chance he bought them. I'm almost completely positive that I purchased them. Bought them. Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at our Venmo. I'm almost positive. Got it. No, we bought them before Ecuador. I bought them before Ecuador. Um, I can even look. Dude, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have the receipt in my email. I definitely bought them. But I just... I wonder if I need to be like, hey, am I forgetting that like you bought those and I didn't? But that's also a weird thing to bring up. So this is just <laughs> the, 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 the only troubling text is, can I grab them? It's not, they're not troubling. I'm just wondering. Confusing. 
I'm, I'm confused and I'm wondering if we're not on the same page and I don't want to not be on the same page. Mm-hmm. I like this guy a lot. We're friends. I don't want to, I don't want him to think that I'm being aggressive. Does or, he listen to the podcast? No, definitely not. Oh. Dude, this guy's a legend. This guy will tell me I'm not going to have my phone at all tomorrow. He just hates the phone, hates That's the awesome. grid. I He's like a that. very cool guy who's very in touch with what's important in life. Mm-hmm. And he's like not bogged down or caught up by anything. He's barely on social media. He is super cool. Wow. Um, so there's no fucking chance in hell he's going to hear this. Mm. And I, there's, I would actually bet money that there's no way he will ever hear this. <laughs> and now somebody's going to fucking hear it and show it to him. Yeah. But yeah. And I, don't, I'm not, I wouldn't be upset about him hearing it. He would think it was funny. Yeah. It's a, it's a, funny, it's a funny thing. It's very neurotic. But what should I do? Well, I think you leave it. Now you you're you're you've convinced yourself that you did buy them. You did buy them. I must have. I, I can find. And I then can. if you said they're not available for the next couple of weeks, he can take them whenever he wants. Of course, you can have them then. And he said, "Sounds good." At which point, it's over. I know, but maybe he's like not wanting to. I don't know. No, you're overthinking this. Rama, Rama. <laughs> is looking up his I'm just so credit card receipts and your making order. sure your uh, order. Okay, it arrived. Okay, it went shipped to him, but I think I did that on purpose. It's <laughs> not looking good. See order details. There's no way in fucking hell. I think. What kind of mics were they? They're just like the road, like. They're the mics that we were using for the ping pong thing. There's labs. They're la- well, you have to plug labs into them, but they also operate as, as labs themselves, oh. which is makes them really cool. Um, yeah. Payment mm. method. Ugh, I, to be continued. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. I guess we'll never know. Up, oh, actually. Adorama receipt coming in hot. Okay, so whatever. I'm not going to sit here and fucking do this on the... Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Billing method, PayPal. You are. You are doing what you're saying. Sorry, you're sorry, sorry. sorry. Guys, this has been a new podcast. You've done it for a few minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love my friends. I love this guy. Uh, Zach, good. I love you. Oh, uh, it's all good. I don't want to wrong no, you. No, very good. Very good. Uh, listen, fun episode. Fun episode. Lots of stuff going on. Mm. Lots of twists and turns. A lot of ground covered. You love got, to see it. I got a big weekend in New York City. April 8th and 9th. Francis Ellis Comedy. Excuse me. FrancisEllis.com. Gotham Comedy Club. Four shows. They're going to sell out. I hope to see you there. I'm very excited about it. Come out. I'm excited for you. Um, definitely go check that out. Um, and we will talk to you guys soon. Oh uh, yeah, watch the ping pong video. If Hell you yeah. haven't, it's really a good time. Mm. Uh, and I will say, I I came for the ping pong, but I stayed for the commentary because it was hilarious. Uh, wow. when I was watching it. Um, but appreciate we you. appreciate you guys and uh, keep you posted.